Good evening, welcome to the Factor Review, a weekly roundup of news and current affairs here in Mongolia with our commentator, economist and columnist, Mr. Jarl DeFacta. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening. And I'm Anand Tumurtogal. We're live on Facebook and you, on MNB World and you can join in the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag Jarl underscore DeFacto. Today in our program, results of the special fund inspection that have been uh, presented was, was it right for the finance ministry to uh, conduct this examination? The government will not renew the accreditation of some, some universities and, and shutting down some private universities. Will, will this help the education sector in Mongolia? Reports of Ernestown Tlho Mines are presented. Ernestown Tlho Mines have talked about opening, doing an IPO for years. Now, the, now they express they will do an IPO with the help of the foreign investors. Uh, is Mongolia too reliant on foreign consultancy? All that and more in, in today's program. On Wednesday, the Ministry of Finance presented the examination results of the special funds. The Minister of Finance gave some, some serious insights about the results of the examination. For example, some loans of some loans from one of the special funds were repaid from with the loan with another special fund. And there were some incidents of one business have taken two loans from two different, uh, two different funds. So uh, basically the finance ministry conducted this examination and not a third party. Do you believe in the examination results of the, of the ministry? Well, it's better than nothing. Okay. There is a state audit uh, com committee in the country, but that is not working very properly. The head of that state auditing committee himself was taking a credit from, discount credit from the fund of, fund for supporting small medium enterprises. Mm -hmm. So that, that just shows the credibility of that agency. So in the absence of the any creditability, credible agency, the Minister of Finance had to do that audience, did this uh, auditing himself, itself. They did, but uh, unfortunately the Minister of Finance who announced about the exam, mm -hmm. about this check or audit, said that the results will be announced only next week. Mm -hmm. After he said proper discussions of the cabinet member, here's the questions why he would not announce straight to us what was the, his result of his audience, mm. why he's waiting for a whole week. Mm. The cabinet and the audience, the people, should receive this kind of information at the same time. Yes. Well, now, secondly, this very fact shows that, that one of the important of two pillars of democracy, one is uh, election, the other is monitoring of the power that is missing in this country. Mm. We don't have serious, reliable auditing system. Mm. So <clears throat> what, what is so far clear is, you know, there are in the country 28 special funds working at the, the cabinet level. Yes. At yes. each, almost every ministry has own fund. Yes. But unfortunately that fund credit loan are not registered and not controlled by the central bank, 
which is the case of other all loans by the commercial banks. Mm -hmm. So that's a big problem. And that's the, that's the way how, that's the place where the ministry and related to the ministry people, some of them misleading, misusing that fund, which was the case with the previous yes. fund. And they, they talked about there were like 319 entities have taken loans from two different funds at the same time. But the, the, the question lies that who, who, who does these entities belong to? Does it belong to some of the uh, politicians <clears throat> or like the cabinet members? They didn't specify that. What do you think about that? That's, that's the whole thing. I will not be surprised if they are many parliament members are related to those 319 fund, uh, companies who had taken a loan at least at the same time from these two funds at least. Mm -hmm. There is even one company that had taken from three funds. Mm -hmm. And as you said, they were paying a debt of one uh, to one fund with the money of the other yes. fund. What does it show? This, for example, the four funds he revealed was a fund for agriculture, mm -hmm. fund for animal husbandry, yes. a fund for auto road. Yes, and education. So those are not education, those are not connected with each other. Yeah. And why a company would accept a loan from each other? That very fact shows there is there is already something wrong. And we expect and we do wait for the name of the companies because in Mon Mongolia we have open data system where we know who owns which company. If they are coinciding with the names of the, our decision makers, law, lawmakers, then we will raise the same issue as we did with the small medium enterprises, which brought to the replacement of the speaker of the country. Yes. And uh, also there is a new person in the cabinet secretary. Uh, so I will not be surprised. The other thing, you remember with the Small Medium Enterprise Fund, there were some 30 parliament members were connected, and out of which a half, 15 members are, will be, will be investigated. Yes. And now we have uh, not one, but 28 funds. Yes. If, we have, if with one fund we have 30, and I'm not surprised, I will not be surprised if we have another 20, 30 uh, parliament members in these funds. You know what happens? Mm -hmm. If we have two-third parliament members, which is 50 mm -hmm. out of 76, then the parliament will not be able to continue their work and they need to self-dismiss the parliament. Then why, uh, in your opinion, why doesn't the Minister of Finance give the names of the people who own these companies like, right away? Though? Like, why, they did not give it? right away, yeah, yeah. and the uh, very fact that he had just said the facts is a little bit raising some questions. Mm -hmm. And what will happen within a, a week? Mm -hmm. Will they pay to delete their names? Or that's the sort of questions the public raises. Mm -hmm. But uh, now the issue is more, shall we, what kind of mechanism we have to stop this kind of uh, a wrongdoing with public money, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> certainly, we ha we need to check and recheck all, all these funds, mm -hmm. of course. And uh, but with state auditing, they should invite on the board um, 
non-state, non-government organizations to the board to mm. check properly. And professionals, of course, invited to the board. <clears throat> and uh, the fund should also help to increase competitiveness of each sector where they are supposed to be used. I just seen the just one fund, which is a wheat fund, mm. we call it wheat fund, and also it's called uh, the, the fund for the agriculture or those who is working on the land, on the, on the, on the, uh, on the land. Uh, interesting case, for example, from 15, 2015 to 2018, uh, this fund, wheat fund, so-called, mm -hmm. have used 28 billion tugrik for purchasing of wheat, 36 billion tugrik for incentives to grow wheat. Okay, and out of this sum, the largest was used in 2017, 16.8 uh, billion was used for purchasing of wheat uh, which is to be used for next spring for for next season right very interesting out of the 16 uh, billion two Greeks 54 percent of those money hmm. were used for two individuals who own one owns four companies working in the field and the other one is six companies, Puruv Batirtin. He has four companies receiving 10% of this money and well-known Lavga Chimbat, Kachurt Chimbat. He has six companies in this field. Mm -hmm. He got 44% of the money. So the, so the fund is not that diverse then? It, it didn't go yeah, to many companies? Yeah, 54% are coming from these two individuals, coming to these two individuals. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, whether these two individuals' companies combined together is issuing exactly a half of, is, is producing a half of the best wheat that can be used for next year? Mm -hmm. Or what's happening with the remaining 44%? So how fair was it? So I'm not saying that it's unfair. Maybe they have been producing really quality uh, wheat that they're using for for the next year, uh, next year, but a wheat fund, for example, similar fund with the state subsidies, are mm -hmm. uh, in practice in many countries. Okay, in Canada, in France, in many countries, they support uh, agricultural agricultural businesses, which usually run with loss. Yes, and it is not profitable business, but is, the yeah. people need to eat. drink, yes. eat, drink milk, eat, right, bread. Yes. Yes. And I assume it's also very small businesses, right? That, yeah, that and a lot, thousands of small businesses are existing because of them, of this fund. Mm -hmm. That's why Mongolia, for example, every year nowadays harvesting enough wheat to feed us. But however, some 10, 20 percent, they say, not enough, they import higher quality flour. That's, that's the shame. new Minister of uh, Agriculture, Mr. Olang, nowadays, last week, announced that they will import sub quite substantial amount, some maybe 10 to 15,000 tons of flour, oh, wow. which that import is usually is a very strong hit 
to the businesses it in is. agriculture in Mongolia in a, such a condition, in a, such a country. And thanks to those people, including these two gentlemen, I, we should thank them for growing uh, the wheat in, out of which we are making our own bread. Yes. And it's very important strategic, of course, food. Yes. Mongolians cannot survive without bread yes. and flour. So this is something where we need to discuss issues mm -hmm. and to make more transparent. And hope, I hope, next week we will learn more so that we have more transparency because mm -hmm. it is a democratic country. Yes. So to sum it up, do you think the government should continue with these special funds or should they just shut all the special funds down? The fund itself, if it works as, a, as like credit mm -hmm. distributor, mm -hmm. then it should go through the, for that we have a special bank in Mongolia, mm -hmm. state development, no, it's called Bank of Development of Mongolia, Mongolian Mongol Bank of Development, yes. MBD. Uh, that bank, because it's bank, they have certain own requirements, how to disperse credit and how to get them paid back. They have own procedure by law that they can overtake the assets that they are given as a collateral, the, the, the uh, loan. Mm. So that mechanism is to work. Mm. Okay, then let's move on to our next topic. Last week, the Ministry of Education declared it will not give accreditations to some of the universities. There have been talks, there have been many talks of proposals of shutting down these private universities, but nothing has been uh, reached, and there have been universities that were not up to standards. And is it right to close down these universities? Shouldn't this sector uh, be left to the free market system? Well. First of all, it's an issue of quality of Mongolian higher education. Mm -hmm. And that quality also depends on quantity, like any other things. And we have around 100 universities for the country with 3 million people. Probably we are number one in the world per capita universities. So it's a time to, make, um, to bring more quality. Why? Because people, first of all, they prefer if they have a money they can afford, they go abroad yes. to study. So do you, do you see that our universities are not too quality than all these universities, though? Many factors. Yes. Not, not very good quality. Mm -hmm. That's why they, they, there's a, every year there is a certain threshold of entry exams. They keep increasing, keeping down sometimes. And this year, according to the new minister, is a particular interesting year. What happened? This year, 18,000 people, students, graduate from the secondary school and they go to, they want to go to the university. 18.5 thousand, which is two and a half times less than last year. So what happened this year, demographically? Exactly. It turned out in the year 2000, the demographic, the, the rate of birth was different than the before. Okay, this is another issue because it was just after crisis, during the, almost the crisis, 1997 to all the way to 2000, we come through the economic, very severe crisis. Yes. Okay? So that might be one of the reasons why we have fewer students this year. <clears throat> uh, so those who overcome that 
threshold. They usually go to universities, state-owned enterprises, universities. And by the way, out of the 72 universities, 16 of them are state-owned enterprises, mm -hmm. uh, universities. Those usually are more quality, a little bit better than quality, and people prefer to go to these universities also because they have a more probability of them existing after five years when the students come to the graduation mm -hmm. than the private sectors because mm -hmm. this graduation certification, etc., well, that's happening every certain years. And I understand the certificate is given for certain years and after which they go through again the exams. They should go to, through these exams. I remember there was a time we had even more universities. You know why? Why? Because many parliament members have created own universities. And it's, it was a very hard time, and it still is, to find a parliament member who has either no uh, the university mm -hmm. or TV or non-bank financial institutions, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it creates a huge conflict of interests in those sectors. It's hard for private companies to compete with those you know, politicians on institutions. Mm -hmm. As a result, we have a less and less jobs and people run away from the country to find some physical jobs in Korea, for example. Yes. Very unfortunate. Yes. And do you think that it's, um, as you said, uh, fewer students are going to the university field? And uh, or do you think it's helping these universities by giving them a grace, basically, like they will probably wouldn't have more students and they will probably shut down anyways, though, right? That's one of the reasons. Yeah. They will have, at least all the universities will have two and a half times less students than last year. Mm -hmm. That's a big signal. Mm -hmm. And now I think each university has to pay uh, to their quality and better to have more quality graduates than the less quality. Mm -hmm. Well. There have been talks of like cutting down these universities for, for, for many years now, and the Ministry of Education have changed their policies so many times of, of addressing this. Why? And experts see that there's a negative effect of having the policy change all the time when the when basically ministry changes. Do you see that? Um, is it okay to change policy every time a new ministry? Unfortunately, comes? it is not only in the industry like uh, education but mm. in other industry the same is happening with every two years we have new cabinet and the new minister comes and then the new minister makes new order it is not a question of uh, kind of stability of even staff unfortunately our public uh, service law is such that the people keep changing as a result the policy stays people are coming yes. in with a different background different policy and they change in order to have stable educational policy, we, we should have stable policy. One policy they have agreed or petitioned for a long time. Then why doesn't the, the new minister keep the old policy? If, if they, they probably know that, right? They probably know that they should keep this policy in, in order to sustain, as you said, to have a better policy system. We do, we should do it. Uh, long-term policy, we must have it. Mm. And I just was wondering how you can do better long-term, stable, high-performing education system. Mm -hmm. S Singapore is a good example. 
it's about this almost a little bit more than U.S. small country, but for the last ten years, this country is leading the quality of education in the world. Mm. Why? Just a few highlights. Mm. One, they have a high investment. They have, for example, everything in art schools, the canvas, everything is paid by the government. Mm -hmm. Second, they have Institute of uh, National Institute of Education, this NIE, which helps to breed updated and skillful teachers who can best convey the knowledge to students. Uh, the, uh, the second, the Singapore education system is very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. They not only teach uh, theory or system, but they also teach them how to use it in their real life. Mm -hmm. That's a complete different than with our education. But but this, to to play devil's advocate, um, Singapore is a different country than Mongolia. Do you do you see that? No, education system. Otherwise, I find these things are very pragmatically correct. Mm -hmm. The third is the meritocracy. Meritocracy, yes. Their education system is based also on meritocracy, like their public service. So the best goes to the public service where they have a good salary. Here in this country, not the best goes to public service. Those who is serving the some political party leaders go to the public service, unfortunately, yes. all the way to the level of departments. Not based on the merit. They're based on the uh, uh, loyalty to somebody. The fourth I especially want to highlight is they have a supplementary education system mm -hmm. where the students can choose from uh, several classes. For example, there is a class called citizenship and character education, where the students learn values and skills that need for daily life. They yeah, learn. Mongolia doesn't seem to have that, right? They, they learn to manage relationship. They learn to have self-identity. Another class, for example, which is not happening in Mongolia, it's like class school-wise we have one foreign language, right? Yes. In Singapore they choose different languages, whatever, the third language course, but it is not only the language issue. They learn if they, for example, a French language person, they student, they learn more about more culture about France. So, so they, it, they're more connected, it's beyond the language, mm -hmm. which is giving a good direction for possible his future career. Mm -hmm. And the last one is the use of IT, mm -hmm. and they, they use it very efficiently. They ask students to search an internet particular subject first. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, in, the f in the Singapore, one advantage is all schools go in English. So by the way, they send their uh, mm. scores of students to Cambridge in UK. Yeah. After they come back, they reconsider again, usually decreasing the evaluation of the students. So they have very high standard of education. Yeah. That makes that country also with higher standard of services, businesses. That's why they perform so well. Mm -hmm. That's why they have over 55,000 US dollar per capita. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully Mongolia will, will become uh, like Singapore and have a better education. Well, that's system. why we are talking all this about yes, yes. now. <laughs> exactly. Well, moving on to our third, third topic.
2018 audit report is out, and in the, in the report, uh, the joint stock company uh, profit reached 801.1 billion turks, and it is unclear whether the company will distribute the dividends that which the which they promised they would do. And the Ministry of Mining and Heavy Industry, uh, Minister of the the Minister of the Mining and Heavy Industry, Sumiyabatar, has stated that it was negotiating with external consultants to do an IPO. And it is down to CEO stated that some of the projects will be joint venture with foreign investors. And in my question is, what stood out to you from this audit report? And also, is it right for Mongolia to always be reliant on foreign consultancy all the time, though? Uh, two things. Uh, first, this Irtnis which is the largest coking coal deposit of the country, which is in production, mm -hmm. and the majority of this uh, deposit is owned by Irtnis which is a state-owned company. I was recently in the site, and uh, two things to say about the company. They are producing coal there in the site, in the, in the, in the mine, and then they load the coal on trucks. 15,000 trucks are on the same road from three companies to the southern border. To China. But this road can accommodate and could be sufficient enough to have, without long queue, which is now, through the border, if they were three times less. Now it's 15,000 trucks. There should be 5,000 trucks, then there should be no, no queue at the border. Why? Because Irtnis Tawantagwa is not responsible for this transport. Who Transportation. Irtnis Mongolia, it turned out, and Irtnis Mongolia bought the, the uh, road, asphalt road, from uh, MCS with the money of Development Bank, 170 billion to Greek, Mm -hmm. which they don't pay back up to now, mm -hmm. making a bad loan category of the uh, development bank. Is Though they are using the road, they're getting paid from the 15,000 trucks they're paid. Yes. But they're not paying to the development bank. Uh -huh. is, is this a, a state-owned company, though? Irtnis Mongolia is the uh, owner of the all 15 to 20 state-owned companies father company, like mm. the largest mm. mining company mm. in Mongolia. And they, they, they own the, uh, the road, but actually the road is used by uh, companies that are taking call from the Tavon Tolgoy, mm. So it's a matter of restructuring this loan to the right, right entity, mm. which is not happening somehow, first. Second, because they are just selling at the uh, site, they are not responsible for the transportation, that's why the huge queue is there and which creates huge queue at the border. Uh, a, a person I met, he said he's staying there almost a whole month, just go through the border only two times. Wow. And the remaining time, what he does? He's staying in the, uh, the uh, pit, the crew pit mm. of the truck mm -hmm. and living there. And there is no proper living conditions. And how can the whole country allow 15,000 their own citizens in living in such miserable conditions without water? So this is uh, an issue that 
the, the dust, the condition is terrible. Mm -hmm. But so, the, why have this? They, they see that there's a problem here, but why have these so, so much long queues if they know it's a problem though? Nobody cares. Nobody cares? Nobody cares. And uh, that's why these people are staying there. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. It's, it's, it's impossible. And Tawan Talga mine, before they go to international capital, uh, the, uh, the capital uh, market, they should take care of this part. They should have responsibility for whole value chain of production, transportation, and sales. Otherwise, nobody is responsible for this transportation. Mm. It creates human problem, disaster, and creates environmental disaster. So is so, that their bad management thing? So without solving these issues, they're going to the international capital market. And okay. for that, you know, they, they say 800 billion to weeks profit this year. Mm -hmm. And out of this 800, they will 480 billion will invest mm -hmm. this year new. Okay. But uh, more than half of this investment goes to the consulting company, mm -hmm. which will probably will tell the same things what I am saying now. But okay. I am saying it free. So let them use that. Mm. Um, so uh, there are things, I mean, they, yes. they need to prepare. Well, well, unfortunately, that's all the time. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, dude. And um, uh, I, would like to, well, I would like to thank Mr. Jarl De Facto for his comments. And this has been, been Jarl De Facto. I will see you next week on MAB World. Thank Goodbye. you very much for spending this time with us. One is that I can find that